0: You are listening to the Along the Color Line Podcast, a podcast dedicated to building a community through conversation around the ins and outs of life and the chaos that comes with it. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode just as much as we enjoyed creating it. Welcome back, y'all. Another episode of Along the Color Line Podcast. It's your boy, Dom. It's Vince. Ty. We'll start off the start off the episode with with, with y'all's weeks. Well, I guess. How how, did, how was your week last week? Since it's, it's last week. Monday, since we're recording right now.
1: Last week was cool. I ain't got no complaints about last week, but this week is shitty. Damn, can't breathe out my nose. I got my allergies been acting up, killing me. I won't be talking that much today, but I will. I will be talking. So yeah, fuck
0: guy. that. It's, it's that time of year, man. I mean, it, especially yeah, with nice. the weather. Like we got we got hit with both at the same time. Like weather changing. It was hot for a whole week, yeah. Now it's cold for a whole week.
1: I think that little that, that's fucking up my uh, my transition yeah. to like uh, spring summer. You feel me? And all that pollen and
0: build all the pollen built up last week, and then this rain is like washing it out. All everything, so it's just
1: it's just all bad, it's man. All it's bad. all bad. I'm, if I'm got right there with you. Allergies out here. If you got allergies out here, like uh, stay in the house.
0: Yeah, and clean man. your vents. I was telling Vince earlier today when he was talking about his allergies. I was like, man, I popped a Benadryl last night for the first time in a while. <laughs> And, bro, I was out cold, man. Like one, a singular Benadryl put me put me down. And I woke up this morning feeling refreshed. What time best, did you pop it? Probably about mm, 11, 12.
2: And you weren't sleepy?
0: No, I, I was asleep in like an no, hour. I mean you
2: weren't sleepy when you woke up? Oh, no,
0: I was straight. I was straight this morning.
1: I
2: hmm. felt good.
0: I don't know. It might have been nerves and shit with all these meetings I got. But, yeah, I was feeling good, man. I was feeling good.
2: Yeah, it looks like I'd be digging in my nose. <laughs> I swear, because, but then you get those itches, like, ah, like, this feels so good with your tissue, you know what I
0: mean?
1: Yeah.
2: And then you get the taste of pennies in your mouth, you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> I rubbed too hard. Like, how you taste know of what blood? that tastes like? I actually have tasted a penny
1: before, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie.
2: Ooh. I don't know how. Ty but also, you can, on pennies. You can smell it.
0: You so you can taste no, how it smells?
1: I, I know what a penny yeah. tastes like, no cap.
2: Like, you ever taste someone ripping ass and you're like, Shit.
0: oh, I don't know about that one.
2: Like, smell someone's ass rip and then you like, oof. And then you taste it in yeah. your mouth? Yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why, for me, I tell y'all, <laughs> I have a sensitive, I have a very sensitive nose. It's a strong nose. I can. That's why I don't like people's breath. But in I mean, my I face. guess it
0: makes sense with like the two canals being connected and everything. Like you know, <laughs> it goes in your nose and
1: yeah.
2: But, but but when I did my nasal spray for my allergies, I taste it.
0: Yeah,
1: because it I goes down. That yeah, that's something else I hear about that yeah. nasal spray shit. Yeah, that it's bad, but mm-hmm. it
2: really does the job. Or the pataday, day, the eye drops. You try those if your eyes itch. She Mine used to man. swell shut, and my dad was like, "Stop looking miserable, because people are going to think I'm abusing you." <laughs>
1: That was just your Asian side coming out.
2: No, like swollen shut. Like they like, had big red things on them.
1: Can you close your eyes like that again? You know, <laughs> in another world, if your mama's side would have showed up in you, boy, I could see it.
2: Yeah, it, and like under here was super, it like came out over here. But I had to pick me up from school. I was like, I can't be here anymore. Come get yeah. me. I don't yeah.
1: ever get fucked up like that. Yeah, I just me get either. this, this stuffy nose. And I don't think my shit's stuffed. I just think there's, like, a fucking barrier right there. Yeah. It's like, hey, nigga, nah, we ain't going to... You should go,
2: go in. There's this thing where you can, like, apply pressure to your sinuses, and it'll clear it up, like, this area and this area.
1: Like, just do it. Like, it's like a this. little
0: little strap, like mm-hmm. a Band-Aid then, almost.
1: Like, oh, I know that Band-Aid thing on your nose. And, like, mm-hmm. move,
2: like, up here. It relieves, like, sinus pressure. But you have to do it, like, a few times. Like, take your fingers
1: and do it. Like, <laughs> I bet. I'm about to be do, doing this throughout the podcast, no, right here.
2: <laughs>
0: not on this forehead,
1: what?
2: but uh, usually it works fine with two hands. So you can apply
1: it. All right, bet sure. I- I'm gonna do that tonight. I'ma, How's your week been, though? How's <laughs> your week been, bro? Man, last
0: week, last week, I had um, it was a it was a heavy work week for me because we had our quarterlies. you know, Q1 just ended for those business people out there, mm-hmm. and so we uh, every every 90 days we do like a. We fly everybody in from all over the country because we work remote for the most part, and so everybody was in the office, and that's good. I guess most people would consider that to be good, but first off, I don't like none of these people, and uh, so I had to, you know, act fake and, you know, be be uh, uh, I don't even know what, how how to explain it, but uh, a, a corporate a corporate American for <laughs> a week, I had to tighten up a little bit.
1: Had to pull out your uh, sorry to bother you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my power caller voice and all that shit, <laughs> man. But yeah, I, I told Ty, I mean, there's a couple different stories for those of you that don't know. So I work in marketing, I work at an agency, and I am the only person to cover in the entire company. Like, not even no Asians, no yeah. nothing. So I'm trying to think. So obviously, they've been pl- maybe doing me dirty. I'd be saying good morning. People don't even respond. People just look at me and keep walking. And we're doing this little gallery walk thing at the office. And there is each division's like mission statement, like what we are, what we're about, what we're not about, all this shit. The SEO team had a typo. Usually, you know, typos are, are bad, you know, bad representation of you. But it was a bad typo. And this shit said, so it was like, who we are, blah, 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 who we aren't. And it said, black hate SEO experts instead of black hat SEO experts. So, obviously, it's an honest mistake. You just hit an extra letter at the end of your hat, dash, SEO experts. And they pointed it out. And all these white people are laughing and shit. And I'm just standing there like...
1: That's crazy.
0: And nobody said nobody said shit to me, none of that. And... um. Yeah, it's just it was just it was a trip man being around all these white people for 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 3 days straight. Sounds
2: but, like you need to fire them up on LinkedIn and Indeed. Man, bro, I was
0: trying to get a picture of it so I could so I could post it and I didn't catch it quick enough cuz I was so busy all day and then the one of the she's not HR but she might as well be HR. She came up to me later in the day. She was like, "I feel am so sorry for you know the typo. So we checked it so many times." She's like, <laughs> "I put white out on it." I was like, "Fuck." So I was really about to I was really about to take a picture and expose the ass on all platforms. Yeah. But uh, I missed it. But
2: And they would, put you on a fucking performance program right, like, and want to bash you about errors
1: and stuff. Hello. Right, that's that's a typo a, for everybody. Yeah,
0: that's I a bad been one. out
1: there like black hate. That's how y'all feel?
0: Yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, look, and everybody was laughing and shit and I'm just standing there like y'all just don't y'all just don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I would man. I've been
2: like to my CEO, I don't really appreciate or I feel very uncomfortable that they all laugh at something. They don't like give that. a fuck. I, I think could, that we need to oh do God. more.
1: Like, we hear you.
0: Right. They don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> hey, check out this guy.
0: Right. Man. They probably use a different word, but, yeah.
1: you
2: know. Yeah. i like, I think it's funny how and oh
1: then I've been continuing. Ain't no way.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, man. But uh, we, I like, mean, we all know that company's on bullshit. Been on baby. bullshit. So, you know, we just got to ride it out.
1: Well, hey, you talking about that as a. Uh, Excellent transition to what we what we planned on talking about today. Tom, will let you take the charge on that.
2: Okay, so today we're talking about being black in predominantly white spaces. For me, I went, well, and Vincent, we went to Catholic school. I went for 16 years. How long did you go, Vince?
1: I went there in fourth grade, and when I say the biggest change-up of my life, biggest change-up of my life.
2: Yeah, it was really nothing but white people. It Well, because Catholic. I mean, Catholics are pretty white. But um, I'm Catholic myself. But whatever. So, but there was this program where they would include like black people basically. I think it was called like Ed Choice. And that's where the most of the.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm an Ed Choice baby. I take pride. In I <laughs> promise you. I think fourth grade, the year I came, was the year where all the Ed Choice kids yeah. came.
2: Jahaira, Tamira, yeah. Zaria. You know,
1: shout out to all y'all. I hope Iana every, every one of y'all still doing good out there. You feel me? So Micah.
0: What is what is Ed Choice? Is it like a Ed
1: choice? So if you was living in a failing school district, uh you get put into this lottery thing and it enables kids, it gives kids uh who live in those bad areas the opportunity to go to a private school whether that be black private white private whatever schools that require you know payment for your kid to go mm-hmm. they will either pay like most of it half it all was dependent on your income right you feel me so yeah that's what well, that's was.
0: what's up man i mean yeah. I, I i didn't know that about hartley i thought it was just kind of you know yeah, like from well.
1: grade schools to hartley yep and it was cool though I mean it gave us all a chance I mean it, I was just talking about this uh, With somebody the other day I was like I was so I used to hate Like I, I asked Ty I missed my first couple of days of school Because I didn't want to go I was like Man my you know, I tried to help him with I, his crayons And he didn't let me help him Because <laughs> I Brian never been like, asked no. no shit like, like that Right oh. <laughs> You feel me But
0: It's a whole different environment for again, you
1: Yeah I got in here I was like okay the white people from the Disney movies is real. Like I like that, and I, I got to see so much shit. A different side of the world showed me. Like I wouldn't be the person I am today if not for that, and I'm grateful about that. Right. You feel
0: me?
3: Yeah. Saying?
2: Yeah, my mind was closed off completely to like the other side of fucking um, Columbus, actually, because I was a suburban black bitch. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, and I was like, oh wow, this is different, but I liked it. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know that. There are other people, like honestly, I didn't really mingle that much with black people except my family. Right. When going to private college yeah, school.
0: Yeah, man. That that I mean, that kind of you you already partially answered my question, but so I guess it's more geared towards you, Vince. Is like were you 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 were you grew up in Columbus, right? Yeah. Okay, so you were strictly Columbus City until oh, yeah, that I, moment. Yeah, I
1: grew up in the hood. If that that's the, I, I put it straight up, like I grew up in the hood. My mama moved us out. I can say to a better area. That's why we moved over to uh Martin Luther King district. That's why I can say she moved us out of the hood. Right. You feel me? And that was back when I was a uh, what grade was that? I think it was like 5th grade or 6th grade when I was at St. Mary's. But yeah, before that, yeah, grew up in the grew up out the way. I grew up right by Children's back when it was mm-hmm. fucked up. Bloods and Crips and shit. You know. That's, uh, that's yeah, my man, whole background. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy
0: because we really, <laughs> it's like you get the two different extremes and then I kind of fall like right in the middle. So like, I didn't, I, I mean, I grew up in Columbus, but like it wasn't, it wasn't really bad. Like the area, I stayed in from my my memory when I could actually start to remember things. I lived in Yohanna, but my grandparents lived out in, um, off of fucking, I don't know why I can't think of the word uh, or the street name fuck
2: you told me near the cleveland
1: avenue area
0: it's i mean L- relatively re- it
1: was northsiders. north side yeah so
0: oh, they, they yeah, i mean they lived out north that way and and so like i saw both sides of it even growing up but i mean as a kid i didn't you know i wasn't thinking about that shit because i was i never had to deal with any like actual danger but i saw it but i, ne- yeah. I was never involved in stuff yeah, like that yeah. like shit like I, I would i would live in gahanna I went to private school out in Whitehall so i see the Whitehall side and then I would see my grandparents' crib fucking yeah. SWAT situations all yeah. types of wild shit like that and then I went, I moved to Gahanna and it was completely like completely different like we had it was it was more so the other way around at my private school it was like all black kids there was like one or two white kids in the whole yeah. school yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I flipped you know yeah. it's the same situation I was like this is weird like I don't want to talk to anybody like I mean I wasn't like street or anything like that but it was just a different environment for me yeah, so I was like yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how I feel about this obviously I spent from fifth grade to senior year of high school in Gahanna. Um but it's just it's crazy how it's like Ty was in what New Albany yeah. New Albany and like your your experience was kind of the opposite where it's like I've introduced to more people like me when it was for us it was less people like yeah. me. And you kind of, you know, you kind of just have to, I don't know, adjust to your environment in that you do. way. do.
1: It's either you adjust or you get kicked the fuck out. Yeah. yeah I mean, look, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know we lost soldiers <laughs> along the way, mm-hmm. and, but do. that's how it be. You either It's going to teach you how to like, you either conform, I don't like using the word conform. I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it in the way it was meant to be used. Right. Like you have to adjust to, to having that structure because a lot of us, who come from the hood or come from like the situations, like to make you qualify as their choice. Those type of environments don't have structure. Mm-hmm. And that's like the number one thing that I've learned now as, as an adult, looking back at everything and just how it was. That's all it is. is just the lack of structure. Some kids either fault that structure because structure was approached to them in a negative way. Yep. Like, you feel me? Like that's how I feel like most niggas can relate to it. But uh, then you have some people who just, I mean, they just was never taught it. So what you're trying to do is just completely an un- You feel me? And yeah, you either you either conform or you get uh, what's it what's it called? Weeded out. Right. Yeah.
0: So what were y'all's like? Trans? I guess transformative moments. Like when did y'all really kind of dive headfirst into your environment? Like obviously, Ty, you were mainly around rich white people. For your younger life. And then when you got to Hartley, it was a little bit different. And then Vince, obviously, it was the opposite effect. So what was, like, when did y'all really, I don't know, fully embrace, like, your environment with it being different, like, with, like I said, with you coming from a completely different environment and kind of conforming to that environment?
1: I feel like it was, uh, I would say, seventh grade. I mean, I'm one of those people. You put me anywhere. I'm going to be all right. You feel me? Like, I'm going to enjoy it. But I can say, like, uh, I remember when. I remember when. <laughs> it was a, It was fourth grade, actually. Crazy story. So, there was this nigga. What was his name? He used to hang with me and Jamal. He was a little skinny, like, not light-skinned dude, brown-skinned dude. Uh, what was his name? Whatever. He, Me, it was you. He, that used to be the squad. Me, him, Jamal, right? Mm-hmm. So, one day we're pissing, you know. At the urinals, like you know how it is when your kids, you're just pissing, talking, talking and pissing. So, bro, uh, he he he's just talking to me. He says, "Hey, man, you want to hear a joke?" I was just thinking about this on the side, know yo. I was just thinking about this a couple of days ago, and I kind of got angry. <laughs> but so he's and this and this story's crazy. He's like, hey, "You want to hear a joke?" I'm like, "Yeah, what, what, what?" He said, "He said, what do you call cheeses not yours?" And I'm like. <laughs> What? You know, I don't know no better. He goes, nacho cheese. And the craziest part, when he said nacho cheese, he turns. <laughs> and pisses on me. All over me. I never get it. it was It was Ivor. It was Ivor and Corey. They saw it, and they went out and told the teacher. And I was so like... Wait, was it... The-. Did
2: he have, not like special needs, but was he... No.
1: Nah, like he, he just thought it was fucking funny. To pee on you? Bro, listen. Oh, no. no, listen. So, uh, like, I... I, I I don't know where he was coming from. It, it, quite frankly, I didn't, I didn't give a fuck. I was mad, but I was so fucked up in the head because my mama told me no fighting when I came to this white ass school because mm-hmm. she didn't. Because you only get in trouble. You get kicked out. You get kicked out of the head of choice. You know what I mean? Right. And so she, you know, she was just like no fighting, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'm fucked up. I get home. My dad was on my ass all week because this happened on a Monday. He was on my ass all week. It got to Friday. I'm just like, man, bro, like. My mama told me not to beat this nigga's ass But I can't I, I got This nigga's on my head about right. it So I'll never forget I offered to hold the door I offered to hold the door So everybody could come in for recess and I, Cause I knew he got in trouble So he was sitting at the back of the line So I held the door And we were the last class to go in And I said I said hey bro Come here He came up I just Tossed his ass on the wall I just started fucking him up Hey 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 I'm fucking him up And all you hear is him Crying and screaming Bro I think I got his ass so I'm about to run in Also it was Miss Ning Dong Cause you know how Her oh. room door was right there She was just like Point her finger at me, did the little come yeah, here thing. I think
2: she always yeah. I
1: said, Fuck man, the one thing I was told not right. to do, I kept doing it. She and, was
2: low key and Miss Ning Dung was a ninja. Yeah. Like she was everywhere. Yeah.
1: And then I got in trouble. But what's her name? You remember what was the old nun lady that was her principal? Sister Regina. That was that my She nigga. was the nunja. That's that's <laughs> my nigga. Every time I beat somebody ass at that school, Sister Regina understood me though. Because she understood where I was coming from. Yeah. I kept it a buck. I said, Sister Regina, wow. I don't beat his ass. My dad going to be on my head for letting up some nigga piss on me. But if I beat his ass, I get in trouble. And now I'm here. I was torn between two worlds, Sister Regina. What should I do? Right. I said, All right, beat his ass. So what are we going
0: to do? <laughs> like the D's already been said, done. what
1: are we going to do? And she called my mom. And that's why I got scared. Because I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I started crying. I started crying. <laughs> but I remember I went home. Bro, my mama didn't even whip me, bro. She just broke it down to me. She said that Sister Regina was going to give me another chance. But she said, if I do it again. It was over with, you feel yeah. me? But and my mom just told me like you don't understand what I got to do to get you on. You know, gave me the whole breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I really like sat back. I was like, okay, let me go to school, vibe out. And it was like fifth grade on. After actually, I would say sixth grade. That's when I began liking St. Mary's because I really dove in. The niggas you was still getting... beat another
2: person's ass though. I, mean, I did, sometimes. I did,
1: I did. But that was warranted. That's why I didn't get in trouble. Yeah, he got suspended, and I had in school suspension because. <laughs> He was tweaking.
0: Sometimes it'd be like that, He man. was
1: tweaking, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's besides the point, but just so th- So
0: that was kind of your moment where you yeah. were like, all right, I my got
1: mama, When my mama told me that, I sat back and I really just started kicking it, and that's where I started. I really got to know my nigga Sam, Sam Agra. You know what I mean? I don't talk to Sam all like that, but that was my dog. I promise you, like... I
2: because I, I yeah, like y'all I, would always go to his
1: house at Ashila yeah. Park. <laughs> me, me, <laughs> me, Jamal, and Matt would always pull up on the at his house. It was so funny, but I just got to meet all these people. I really got to embrace and take in for what I was getting because my cousins wasn't getting half this shit. So right. I, that's what it you was. You know, take advantage of it. Yeah, what
0: about you? What was, your, what was your moment that really kind of, you know, you were like, all right, these I've ne- I haven't been around these people like that, my people like that, but... You know, these are the people that I want to ride with.
2: Tyler Jones. I forget what grade, but did she come in fourth or fifth grade? We used to. She came in sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah. Yeah, So sixth grade for me.
1: (laughs) She brought the worst out this girl. Oh, Lord.
2: Yeah, I. Yeah. But we were a dynamic duo, though. She was my best friend ever, and she was black. Mm -hmm. And I remember they would go skating on Saturdays for teen night. All these black people. I was like, oof. You know. It was scary for me. You were a little nervous. I mean, These guys I get were that. just hitting on me, and I was, and I don't like that. I was like, yeah, like they, no shape, but black guys kind of approach you not aggressively, but just straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. And like problem. with white boys, it's a game. So I could play the game, but I was like, with white boys, with black guys, I was like, excuse you, like, don't talk to me, right? Kind of thing. And then she would just like take me out like to places that other black people I was like, oh, oh, wow. Cause I used to be afraid of them, I'm not gonna lie. Afraid of black people. Afraid of them. Because my family, like, (laughs) my dad can get hood when needed, but they're very reserved. They all went to Catholic school from grade school into high school themselves. So, I mean, but they're all adults. They've lived their lives and they've had plenty of black friends and stuff like that. So they already knew what it was, but they sheltered me from, like, different sides of town. So I was very, I didn't know about sex and shit until freshman year of high school. I got to Hartley and they were doing all this shit. But I think I really embraced my blackness, honestly, freshman year of college. It's because I had, basically, all my friends were black. Yeah. At that time, like, Autumn, Barbara, Vincent, everyone that I hung out with was just black. Mm-hmm. Except for Kelly. He's white, but, you know, he's right. part of the squad. And then, He's always that one. Because in high school, like, people drift apart and stuff, and Tyler. I mean, Michaela, I made friends with Michaela, who's black, too, but I found the white people again, and I didn't... <laughs> That's probably how I got my fix on white boys. But I think it was just because of the environment I was in. I was just around white guys. Mm -hmm. So I became attracted to them. Right. But.
1: You look like that.
2: Yeah. But yeah, like now. But it was different because sometimes in grade school, they'd be like, are you Asian or black? Like that question. Actually, it came up. When we had Terra Nova testing. Do you remember that? Yeah. you have to be black or Asian? I was like, well, what if I'm both? And she said, just choose black. I was like. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's true. But sometimes I felt like it was weird because if I hang out with a round of black people, they'd call me a white girl, like yep. the the white black friend. And then I was like, Hmm. I'm conflicted kind of now. So I asked my dad about it. He's like, You're black, but you're Asian to you. But I didn't really hang out with my Asian side because my right. mom was in California. So mm-hmm. I really know nothing about the other Asian side. I just know I'm biracial. Yeah. Type shit. So.
0: Yeah. That's great. I mean. Like once again, I and mean, it kind of all come, comes full circle. It's like right in the middle between the two experiences. Like when I was when I moved to Gehanna I obviously was. I don't even remember how many black kids were in my class because I think we had like three or four fifth grade classes. And I was just like I was shy as a kid, kind of. So like I wasn't gonna go and like make friends, offer of it. Like I was, I just wanted to be. You know, I'm I'm here to school to go to school. Like, I don't want to be this, be at school, but, like, I don't want to hourly go make friends and all this shit, too. So, it took me a little while to, like, actually start making friends with the kids that were in my classes. They were all white. So, like, I got into games. I got into, you know, playing outside with them and shit. And all throughout, like, elementary, middle school until, like, probably my freshman or sophomore year of high school, it was all it was all white kids. Like, we had we had black kids in our school, but the, I mean, it was still a, mi- a huge minority. Yeah. So like, and, and all of them were different. Like we had our foot, like the football kids. And like, obviously I related to those football kids, but like we were, we had, we we're from different sides of towns. So, like we didn't hang out outside of football shit like that. So I don't think I really leaned into or realized, and then, you know, when you're in high school, you don't, some, when you're coming from, kind of both sides of it. Like you're you're living in a white neighborhood now, like you you're around white kids all the time. I wasn't thinking about that. I'm like oh, these are my friends. Like I don't think like I wasn't thinking about race or anything like that or like people that I could relate to personally. And I didn't I don't think I really leaned into that until like late high school, college, because I realized it was like, okay, I'm in this class and I am the only black kid in this class. And um, so yeah, I mean like once I OSU was a pain because it's like whenever you talk about social justice issues and it always comes up because it's a like a, 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 um, a concept that's it's always talked about and uh, you know you just kind of be that one person that's sitting in the corner you don't want to speak because it's like you're still the minority you have the minority perspective you're the minority in the classroom so I think late high school college is when I was finally like damn like this is what it's (laughs) this is what it's like like I didn't my parents will always talk about it but I'm like like I kind of brush it off because I'm like these are just the people that I'm around so obviously I'm gonna hang out with people that I'm around but I didn't really understand that concept until I was kind of by myself in that environment so
2: yeah you were my first like actual black friend in college and that made (laughs) sense outside of my core group yeah I was like oh I remember when I first met. I was like, "Oh, it's a black guy. Like, yeah. He's friends with black people."
3: Because
2: I <laughs> oh, was with baby. Taylor and them. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like we first met at the Black Lives Matter march. Yep. And I was like, "I've never seen a black guy here before." That's me. crazy.
0: That's crazy. Isn't it
1: crazy how when you go in a room, you see a room full of white people, if you see some some black people, you just hey, right? Friends. You at least acknowledge friends. each other. Yeah. So
0: and you know it's, it's funny because when I was growing up, <laughs> I would always wonder why. My dad would all be in the grocery store or wherever and give, you know, give, like, dude a nod or what's yeah. up or something like that. And I was always confused, like, why? Like, he does not know these people. We're in the grocery <laughs> store. Why is he? You
1: got to. But,
0: like, now you realize, like, okay, like, you know, it's small groups. So you got to, you know, acknowledge each other when you're in the same presence. I was in the grocery store yesterday. This dude's probably 40, 50 years old. He made eye contact. He's like, what's up, bro? And it's like, it's just,
1: like... God, it's just like, hey. Yeah, I mean, it's I
0: interesting. See but, I see Right, yeah. But hey, I mean, y'all. that was something that um I was thinking about when you were talking. I was like, obviously, me and Ty were like the only two people yeah. in our like, friend group, quote unquote, you know how college goes, but that, you know, were black. And so we would always, you know, when shit would get weird, we would both just look at each other like... <laughs> Like, what's going on? Or, like, we would see yeah. some shit. Every time, like, it never failed that, like, we would be on, like, completely different sides of the room or some shit, and something would happen, and we would both be, like... White people. Come on, dog. Yeah. And, you know, that goes back to, you know, why I get excited when my, my homies from Mylon come around, when Nate come around. Mm-hmm. And these are people that I don't see a lot, but, like, people that I grew up with that are, you know, when you're black, you call them your black friends, because there's not a lot... <laughs> Those are your niggas. Yeah, oh, like... Maybe. So it's just interesting man I've, I've realized the older and older I get the more you know you feel more isolated in situations yeah. like that so
1: I was actually just it's crazy you said isolate because I was over here getting ready to say when I was here both both y'all talk I was like you're either when you're in these environments if you're black in a white predominantly white space you're either going to isolate or you're going to integrate mm-hmm. you know, neither option is wrong you feel me right do whatever is most comfortable to you I'm an integrator I go in there, I but I I'm not the type to like change how I act. Right. But I think that's why they be loving me. Yeah. They be, i a TV show or <laughs> right. some shit. I, I ain't gonna lie. That's the one thing I used to hate about Hartley, brother. White people thought I was the funniest nigga ever. But I'm like, bro, I'm not I'm being dead trying ass. to be really funny with right. you. But I hate, like, okay. Yeah, I just roll with it, like, shit. They get a ha ha he he. Let me get those answers off you. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah, Ben Hawk thought you were a clown. That's, hey, but Ben, that's the homie, though. I love him.
0: Yeah, that's. Okay.
1: Okay. So, for you guys, what was one of your, uh, what's one of like the things you're grateful, uh, that that you're grateful about that you learned from white people, like, or just being in like the environments that we had to grow up in? What's like something that you took from them that you could be like, oh, I'm happy. Like, at least I had to experience that.
2: That their parents let them do whatever the fuck <laughs> they wanted. I was outside.
1: Oh, God.
2: Oh God. <laughs> I was out at midnight. I was yeah, like, you all- guys have
1: sleepovers on school
2: nights? Them- I was I'm out to- there.
1: Them Hartley parties was crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. I was like, I right, pull up. The parents is letting me in the house. <laughs> you feel like knowing damn well was about to go down, mm-hmm. man. I used to love it. It was crazy it was turd i was like oh my dad would never let me do this <laughs> we go to the through in
2: bexley the, the through yep mm-hmm. yep yeah i was there was this thing called project r with um this guy from saint charles through it fucking banger and the parents were inside the house just in case the cops came and they were like oh it's fine like what my dad would never he'd be like get out get out we would never oh my god it was amazing But that's when I started getting crazy is when I started hanging out with the white people. I I definitely did lose myself.
3: As the only white person here, I can speak on the freedom. That is so true. So true. As a kid, like middle school, grade school, my mom would let me go wherever. Like I would literally just go outside, just roam around, come back when it gets dark. Like the freedom aspect of it was biggest thing ever. And that's like it kind of harmed you because like me later on, because the world was kind of my playground, right? And I wasn't scared of anything because of the neighborhood that I lived in. So I would just roam around. I would fuck around, do whatever I want. And like nothing, I it gave you this sense of invincibility. And I got my wake up call when I went to college. When I moved in on campus, I I left my car unlocked in the driveway. Like I leave my car unlocked. I come back down. Like first week, my car gets run through. And I, I just come down. I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "What?" Yeah, what white people love on? to
2: leave their their windows open, where you can see inside their yeah. houses, and the garage doors open. I was like, oh, doors yeah. are like just open it." What?
1: Yeah. And the and lights are all
2: on. You can. I was like, "Who's paying this electric bill?" I mean, for me to be able to do anything, I have to jump through hoops, and I don't even want to do it anymore. What's their parents' phone number? Who are they? Where do they live? Do you have a ride back? I'm only driving one way. Like, damn, I don't want to go anymore.
0: Yeah, man. And that's where that's where I kind of saw both, like, both sides, because obviously, like, I went to my grandparents, I stayed at my grandparents' crib, like, whole summers, so, like, I saw all the crazy shit that would happen on that side of Columbus, and, um, but, like, when I was, when I was at home, like, in Gahanna, you know, my friends would be outside, stuff like that, so, like, I kind of had, I kind of played that guilt card on my parents, like, my friends are outside, like, why, why can't I do this, this, and that, and then, like they i mean eventually they caved to certain things like i obviously wasn't out here acting like some of my friends but you know being outside from this time to be back when it's dark like kind of had a little bit of freedom but i think the one thing that i've learned well i mean i've learned a lot of different things but um in my adult life is that fucking this networking shit like it really does not matter what you do in this world is about who you know more so than what you do because like i mean obviously it plays a role but um you know i've seen people that just don't really work as hard but they know ins and outs or like different ways to communicate with people that can get you what you need done so i mean not necessarily that hustle because i think that hustle comes from from my side of things but you know just knowing people community like just meeting people and talking to people, learning shit, and trying to find a way to utilize that connection to benefit yourself. So, A lot of the shit that I've tried or that I've started doing is because of my white friends, like, snowboarding. Who the fuck? Like, I tell people that that, that I snowboard, they're like, what the fuck? And, you know, I mean, skating has kind of, like, merged two communities together, but I mean, I tried anything that like my friends are outside doing, it, and I'm like, I'm about to just sit inside and play a game while they're out here having fun, so you know picking up all these different different things doing experiencing different things because of those people, so I agree with you one hundred percent that's crazy, man I mean another it kind of reminded me of another space, I suppose, since we're talking about you know being in predominantly white spaces, you know, the video games, man, back in the cod days on like on chat I think that's really what made me numb. And like I I have a lot of friends that can't take shreds like you know you like that's how we grew up just making fun of each other and some people can't take it but I think what really you know got immersed me in that shit was playing fucking Call of Duty live being live and hearing these motherfuckers call you all types and then somehow they knew that you were black by your voice bro <laughs> they'd be calling you all types of wild shit like bro what you just making shit up at this point what was the one that you said was the a moon cricket <laughs> yeah, <I> just, <laughs> that shit is crazy bro i'm saying man like they really used to be and then when they when, when they would threaten to hack your shit and like hey, man I, i'm telling you bro like sometimes you be scared like oh shit he might actually have my shit and i knew my parents like my parents car was on on my xbox for paying for my live when i was young i'm like bro i can't afford to get hacked so half the time i just be quiet and they would just be drilling me bro like yes bro I, I, I Sometimes, sometimes if I was feeling hot that day, I would go, you know, back and forth. But also, like my parents are in the room next to me, so I can't be You're out whispering. here. Yeah, that I'm gonna lie. get my ass whooped.
1: That was the only time my mom would
0: let me cuss. <laughs> was on the <laughs> game.
1: she listen. I used to think she couldn't hear me, bro. She's like, bro, I hear every fucking thing you say. I was like, man, I still did it, and she was okay with it. That was
0: the only time. My step, my dad still flinched when I cuss. He'd be looking at me like. Yeah, I say damn or like, something.
2: Like, but he cusses. Yeah.
0: My mom, my mom be cussing up a storm. But when I say something, it's a some problem. And I don't even be saying nothing crazy in front of them. But like, so I knew, I knew I couldn't be upstairs cussing on the mic. If I was home by myself, it was up. But
1: it was only when I was cussing on the mic she
0: let us on. That's crazy. That's I mean respects. That's how it should be because they, she don't, she, right? She don't even know what they on there. On they calling you, she'd probably, she heard it, she'd be like, all right, yeah, you need to fight her ass up. Okay, I do have a follow-up. So what's a bad
1: memory you have for white people in white spaces? What's one bad memory?
0: I mean, the first one that comes to mind for me was, oh, wait. Let me let me think on it, let me think on it. I kind of flipped the switch a little bit. Hmm,
2: not like a bad memory, but it made me aware of white people when Trump ran for election. Hmm. Cause once that happened, I was like, "Oh, so you're not pro-black,
0: people. right?
2: Like, what am I to you?" That's what I'm,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it gets to a point where a lot of people, and it, you know, that the Trump situation shined light on a lot of people that was kind of undercover mm-hmm. or hiding or or acting like they they cared about you know social justice issues or anything like that. And and Trump is honestly more than just a black people issue, like, mm-hmm. but. When you would talk to people about Trump and they would, I guess, defend him or, like, the Republican Party because of financial financials that their parents had to deal with and not them. Like, you're 15 years old. You don't know shit about – no, not, none of the shit that he's – that the, that party is talking about. So when people would defend, like, racist politicians – over financial shit that their parents are worried about and not them, that's when I was like, alright, I see how it is.
2: Or, um, this one girl, I remember it was in Miss Gruber's class, I asked, for some reason dating came up, I was like, oh, like, do you think he's cute? She's like, yeah. I was like, why don't you date him? And she was like, oh, my dad would never let me date a black guy. I was like, oh.
0: Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Ty, you got I any feel other like, points?
2: um, also my dad would humble me. When I've been around too many white people for long because there were things I started asking for. And he was like, You're not getting that. Like I asked for a um
0: Okay, hold on. But you be asking for some wild shit. Like, Dad, can I have an AM three sixty C to C C three C- C- 3- Jesus Christ. AMG Benz, fucking all types of wild shit. So your dad was in the right to be like, No.
2: I just wanted a Tiffany bracelet.
0: See, look, for what?
1: <laughs> for what?
2: Maybe like 8th grade, 7th grade. But I got you, my freshman year of high school. I got a necklace and, and then a bracelet and then another one.
0: What What was his What was his response? He's like, you, you see- are
2: not one of these rich white girls. Yep. So stop it. And see, it's look. true because he would only give me $20. He's like, do you think my money is your money? Do you know how much I'm paying for your education? Do you know how privileged and fortunate you are? He's like, some of your other people that you associate with can't even get that. He's like, still be happy with what you have. He, he said, was- I'll take you to Claire's.
0: He was spitting facts.
2: Clairs,
0: you were way too young to be acting bougie.
2: Yeah, and then, but they would just have all these pretty stuff. I was like, oh, I want that. They introduced me to like UGG boots and like
0: oh my goodness, Lululemon. I mean, but that effect that effect is super powerful. I I definitely North had. Base. Yeah, man. I I I had friends who were like that, and I was like, okay, I want like I want some of that shit too. And like it would come, it would sprinkle in like Christmas and shit like that. It would pop yep. up, but. So, yeah, but I wasn't I wasn't out here asking for no.
2: But he would take me to the mall every Saturday. After dance class, he'd pick me up, and we'd go to the mall. And sometimes he'd take me on a shopping spree at JCPenney. But, you know, then I was like, can we go to Nordstrom? And he's like, you don't need
1: Nordstrom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
2: Weed. were in
0: eighth grade talking about some Nordstroms? Yeah,
2: I love Nordstrom. I just loved expensive things. And oh, so even now, he's like, I built a monster. Because now I just only <laughs> ask for expensive things. Yeah. But I feel like since I'm older, I'm probably not growing anymore. So I feel like I should have those expensive things.
1: What you mean by not growing?
2: Like
0: like your size isn't changing? Yeah, like uh. my shoe
2: size isn't growing or anything. But like you get my mom it's two Louboutin's. pairs Louis Vuittons. Or not my mom. My stepmom two pairs Louis Vuittons for Christmas every year. Where's my cut? And he's <laughs> like, I paid for your school. Indeed. And your car. And your car insurance. Indeed. And your phone bill. And I'm like, but, but still, I would really ah, love... Right. Oh, I would really appreciate it. was like, well, if you're going to pay for a car, can I get an AMG? And he's like, Shhh, get out of my AMG. face before I take the car.
0: You couldn't even ask for a base model? You need a she doesn't think she's spoiled.
1: Well,
2: I am very fortunate and I am very blessed.
1: Right. right I don't right, get right.
2: everything that I want. That, okay. There can, are things that I want that I have not gotten yet.
0: Which is your you're proving things point I by speaking.
1: I want, I want y'all to pray for it. But I watch y'all to pray that, get that I feel like
2: wants. I should get. Not that I've deserved them, but I would appreciate them.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that that's
2: Like I would love some more. You know, Google there's some deeper
1: to that, tie. we going to get it on that on I want stuff.
2: Day.
0: Yeah, man. We do we need we need to talk about um uh, materialism. Is that I don't know if <laughs> that's the word mater- for that. I
2: just want it. I need more. That's be
0: That's being materialistic.
2: But also, I feel like Lululemon is sometimes <laughs> reasonably priced. You
1: and Lululemon need to cut it out. Y'all need to have a break.
0: Look, he doesn't like your kind either.
1: That's true. But that's
0: for another episode. Well, I don't know. I guess we could slot that in. Just a quick point. Do you even know the background of Lululemon?
2: Is it Woo Woo Women?
0: Yeah. He was like legitimate. He, he, what the so fuck I'm going to give you a whole history lesson because I. no that's
1: the way she said that was hilarious
0: that's exactly why he named it that so so well slightly so i I did my research because whenever i'm super caffeinated this is super off topic for y'all listening whenever i'm super caffeinated i always come up with like these random ideas like i want to start like a a um athletic brand or like open a gym or all these different crazy things and I was really stuck on creating like gym work because all that gym shark and that shit is ass, and it could be better, but like no one's competing with Nike, so it's like a, that's like that's besides the point. So I was looking at a Lululemon. I'm like, how did Lululemon pop up out of nowhere, become this billion dollar company, and make shit that people like Ty are obsessed with? So I did the research and I watched a video. He so he originally called it Lululemon because. L's are not super common or are not a common letter in Asian culture and like obviously a lot of things are like manufactured in China and all this different stuff so we wanted something that like sat in American I don't know culture I guess so we named it Lululemon because the L's weren't common in the opposing culture eventually he kept going kept going kept going and he would lean into this shit and he would he would give reason that he named it lululemon so asian people couldn't say it and then he would go openly say Woo, like Woo, women and like make fun of asian people because of how <laughs> they love. would say his brand so he was so anti-asia that he based damn, the whole like ethos of his brand around that
1: damn
2: ty you there betray are your a, people a lot of things <laughs> that i shouldn't like that's true but i do
1: It'd be like that.
0: That's true. That's why I'm at this shitty gym like I'm at now. Chick
2: Fil A, they don't like gay people, and their are on Sundays. Chick-fil-A they're anti LGBTQIA plus. Well, that should be busting Yeah, should. Sure. So, yeah, sure.
0: It's hard, man. I mean, especially being be, a I'm oh, sorry. I'm gonna
2: get a sweet Tina more for free.
1: Can't wait for my
0: rewards. I haven't been on my game, man. There was a time where I was low key competing with Ty about about Chick Fil A rewards. <laughs> i week. weak. but.
1: Yeah. Yeah, before we wrap it up, I do have to give my animal fact. Of oh, the day. yeah,
0: man. I almost forgot.
1: My animal fact of the day is that. Com- no, I don't want to fuck up on a monkey name. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, time out. Time out. You can't throw a monkey fact in after we just talked about our brothers and sisters for but this 50 is a good minutes.
1: One. Okay, you know what? You're right. I'll do a different one.
0: That just ain't right. Adult man.
1: cats. Well, cats only meow at humans they don't do it at each other it's a thing that they started doing when humans started to like keep them as pets to communicate because they peeped it off dogs you know what i mean mm. but if you ever look at cats they don't communicate communicate with meowing they only do that to humans do they communicate other ways they like, just make like they low sound hiss they make low sounded growls and shit mm. or you they jump hurt? on each other or they'll just go all day. Yeah. You ever heard some cats? Yeah. Yeah, but they and that's only if they're Damn. getting agitated. They usually don't say anything. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. That's my animal fact.
0: I never owned a cat, so he
1: has two. Well, yeah. had.
2: They're not well, ha- dead. They're just at his mom's house. So. Oh,
1: Okay. <laughs> wait. But yeah. So, I guess that was today's. Well, what number is this? The podcast? What I, don't know. I
0: think it's eight. Episode eight. eight
1: oh we're getting up hey, there hey, man
0: hey. we're getting up there
1: oh we're moving well i appreciate all y'all for tuning in to the along the color line podcast you know it's your boy vince you feel me hi it's
0: Tom man we appreciate y'all man keep listening keep reposting um our views for you know our, our we are reposting our goal to get i believe it's 100 listeners in a month in like the last yeah. or two months last 60 days yeah. It dropped. So now we're, we're at 30. So I don't know how this shit works, but. We're going to
1: get it together. we go going to get it together. Share with your
0: people so we can we can monetize this. We yeah, can bring y'all better pushing, content, more content.
1: We Push your ACL. We're going to have video coming soon. We're going to upgrade. We're only going to get better. Yep. Constantly Appreciate y'all for it. Uh, tuning in. Sticking with us. Till next time.
0: Peace.